What's going on, everybody? I hope you're enjoying our YTG Global Podcast. This couldn't be possible without Anchor, which is by far the easiest way to make or produce a podcast. Why do you ask? Hmm. Simple. Because they're free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. But uh, yes, we are like we are like two actors, you know. We write our own material, we speak it into existence, and hopefully that uh, you, the people, will uh, will accept it and uh, enjoy yeah. it, share it, yes, like it, and go from there. So, that's that. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm stepping on a little something. It's Friday afternoon. We're recording this. It is a Friday. Fuck. I guess it is Friday, Friday night, actually. Excuse me. Yeah, Friday night. Yeah, it's uh 10 p.m. here on the East Coast. Hey. Hey, it's all good. The show goes on. I've been I've been grinding all day. Did my write ups, and I'm I'm ready to do this, man. I'm ready to do this. Yes. All right. So we do a straight NFL talk tonight. NFL prospect talk. Yeah. Let's talk about the NFL. Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Fat, fat ass contract, highest paid running back. What you think? We're not starting. With, wait, we're not starting. What we drinking? We're going straight in. We're going straight in. We do the drink right before we start the podcast. Okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. All right. Here's what I think. Switch up a little bit. Stop paying your running backs. All right. Listen. Oh my God. Here you go. Go on. It's not. The question isn't. Is McCaffrey worth sixteen million? The question is, what can I find at a replacement value? To spend money on a running back is to spend a premium on a budget on expensive-ass bottled water. No, you do not need that Voss. No, you do not need that smart water. You know what you could use? A water filter. It gets the job done. And you get to save money, and you get to spend money on other things that are more valuable. Stop. A la your meats. Oh, my God. You are Stephen A. Voice. You're wrong, and here's why. I'm wrong. Chris McCaffrey is not just a running back. He's also their top wide receiver. That's what I heard about Le'Veon Bell. But Le'Veon Bell, he he, his body started breaking down, took the year off. What McCaffrey about all is, these other? That's what I heard about David Johnson. David Johnson, he just was always stiff. He had one good year. He one hot album every ten year average. Okay. What about the, that's what I heard about Devontae Freeman. Devontae, I, I, you know how Every I felt about Devontae Freeman. You know how Stop. I felt about Devontae Freeman. Stop paying your running backs, man. Stop. No, this I'm man sorry. This man deserves to be paid. I'm happy he got paid. I'm happy running backs get paid. First of all, it's not my money. All right? I like the position exactly. getting paid. I, I like the position getting paid. Now, uh, I'll put like this. There's some running backs out there I probably wouldn't have paid big time money. Like um, Ezekiel Todd Elliott. Todd Gurley in Atlanta. Todd Gurley. That's a lot of money. But what McCaffrey does is that McCaffrey, he – um. He's, he's he's like Marshall Falk, dude. Like honestly, oh, look at the numbers. The number the numbers. Marshall Falk is in a different era when running backs meant something. You can find a running back, as we'll get to in this draft, in the third round that can start day one. You can find him. You, you can, can find him. a Christian McCaffrey in the third round of this draft. You can you find you. Uh, yes, you can. Oh my God, get out you, of here! Alvin Kamara went in the third. Alvin Kamara took the year off last year. Well, that's neither here nor there, but you understand what I'm saying. You can get no, I don't. value later. Okay, fine. I don't need a Christian McCaffrey. Can I get a Mark Ingram? He's 23. He's 23, man. He's like First he's 27. All, 
Okay, first of all, there is two years left on this contract. Two. Pay him now. There's no problem. Hey, reward your people. I don't no, problem with that. Not the running back position. Why? He's a wide you receiver, too. on a pass rusher. He's a spend wide receiver. Listen, but here's the thing. It's, it's really, really easy to say McCaffrey's worth the contract. He's earned it. Actually, he's, he's been balling out. This is not a knock on McCaffrey's talent. He's incredible. He is Marshall Falk on the field, all right? Mm-hmm. But when you're on a budget, as these NFL teams are, and you only have X amount of dollars to spend, get you the, the difference in a top-tier running back and a medium-tier running back isn't that big. So just get the medium-tier running back. Stop right there. Stop. Spend that money on a receiver, on a left tackle, on a right tackle. Oh Not God. to mention, really quick, in order for your running back to do damage, you better have an offensive line. Because without an offensive line, your running back is reduced to nothing. He's not just a running back, though. He is a I wide receiver. Bell and David Johnson and Elliott. First of all, I already gave you the disclaimer on those right there. Le'Veon Bell was too old when he got paid. Dude was like 27 when he won his contract. McCaffrey's 23. Uh, Todd Gurley, the knee, the knee, the knee. We all saw the knee. The doctor saw the knee. They but still paid the thing, him anyway. Though. Like, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My bad. The, yeah, the, the knee. Uh, My bad. No, you're good, you're good. Uh, who else out there is doing what McCaffrey's doing? I, I, one player that's kind of close to McCaffrey. Well, a lot of people don't probably would, don't want to mention this, but I will. Uh, actually, I don't think it's really that hot, but also Eckler. Also Eckler is doing McCaffrey-like things out there on that football field. Okay, so let me ask you this. But how many also Ecklers are there out there that could do those things? There's quite a few, but here's the thing. Who? Who, Sway? Who? <laughs> <laughs> you keep doing that Wolf of Wall Street. Who? <laughs> Is that Austin Eckler? You got plenty of stat backs that can do a lot of the oh things that Christian Catherick replicated. Here's the thing. You brought up the yeah, knee. Everybody's you brought up Devontae Freeman. You know what happens with running back positions? They get hurt. They get injured. They are, they are succumb to the stress of any other position in the NFL. And when they hit a wall, good night. It's over. Unfortunately, it's over. It's the reality of the beast. You are right, my friend. But some of these guys don't hit walls. But listen, yes, they do. Ladainian you know, Thompson, Major Peterson, huh? Ladainian Thompson. Ladainian Thompson can't even stay healthy for a playoff game. Hey, the dude, the dude went to the Jets and he balled out. I think he was left for dead in San Diego. Adrian Peterson rushed for a thousand yards last First year. First of all, that's a whole other era of football. Honestly, this is this is a passing era. This is get your receiver out in space era. This is a get your quarterback who can get the ball out quickly era. We'll get into that. But let me ask you this. Hmm. Would you rather pay Kenyon Drake $5.5 million a year, or would you rather have Kishan McCaffrey for $16? I like, you know would I like, you rather you know have I like Kenyon Drake. Would you rather have Austin Eckler at you, what, $7 mil? I think he signed for? Yeah. Would you rather have Austin Eckler for $7 million a mm-hmm. year, or Christian McCaffrey for 16 Now, hold would a second now. Draft, you're, you're saying uh, something wrong there. Yes, I would rather have Eckler at 7 than McCaffrey 16 but how many Ecklers can I find out there? There are plenty. There's one in the draft. There's one in the draft that can come in and be Chris There's McCaffrey There's plenty of tomorrow. running backs in the draft, actually, that you could take. Yeah. This, that, is, a, this is a really good running back class. It is. We'll, we'll be doing running backs here, but not tonight. But, yes, I disagree to agree to disagree. When we do the running back class, you point me out your Chris McCaffrey. I want to see this. Oh, I got one. I'm curious. He put in work on a national stage. That's a teaser. All right. Well, what else Multiple we got out times. there? What else we got out there as far as uh, NFL news? Um, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. Yeah, we do. We do Vaughn next. Odell. Odell. Okay. Odell. Odell. Odell's gonna get traded eventually. He's not finished yeah, his career in Cleveland. Listen, he doesn't. He doesn't look right in that Cleveland uniform. All right, he it just is, doesn't. This is why I wouldn't say off pot. 
He looks like Randy Moss in a Raiders uniform. Oh, oh that's a. Uh... That's kind of accurate, actually. But at least Oakland has, like, this brand stigma. Like, Odell's about a brand. He, he's Lionel Messi on Barcelona. He needs to be he, in L.A. He, he is Ronaldo on that Portugal uniform. He needs to be in New York. Right? He needs to be in a he, – he deserves he needs to be, to be in, in, Vegas. in a high – Yeah, he deserves to be – yeah, Vegas works too. He deserves to be in a high-blast kind of system. Not Cleveland. By the way, you get to pick any color you want, and you pick brown? <laughs> You pick UPS? You don't pick blue? What can brown green? do for you? Brown. You pick brown. Hey, not bro- even black hey. or white. Hey, brown's pretty Silver. reliable out here these days, all right? Brown. Oh, my God. That's a dog pound, man. I ain't going to say they disrespect Chris McCaffrey and the dog pound in one night. Listen, you get to pick any color you want. You pick brown to market your team? Who thought of that genius idea? Uh, they, huh? they, they called him a stick by a lake for a reason. I, I mean, oh. I, gotta, I come with the facts, too. I'm sorry, Cleveland. It is, it is what it What's is. Wrong with you? you ever walk into a house and see a, a, a house painted brown? No. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, you raise an interesting point there. But it's a dog panel, man. I'm not here to question what the dog does. I like the does. dog. I like the dog. I like the dog. I'm no, a big you, fan no, of the dog. Dis- this dis- is not a knock on the no, dog. You, you, I'm you a, disrespect I'm a, the dog. I'm a knock in the color. It, the brown deserves to be disrespected. It's a. It's not a wow. pretty color. Wow. Painting the house brown. Come on. God damn. Jair Plasance, ladies and gentlemen, the Ravens fan. I mean, yeah, I would take that purple over that brown. <laughs> Can we move on? Let's move on to Von Miller. Um, Ugliest uniforms in, in the entire NFL. Uh, I would have to think about that. Let me come back to that. I may drop it in yeah, the podcast you, randomly. You think about it. I will. I will have to. Um, dude, Von Miller. He's <sighs> got uh, COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's just positive, dude. Yeah, that we fucking, hope, yeah. Uh, fucking sucks. Stays healthy. Uh, we hope he's doing well. We hope all of you are doing well, actually. And uh, it's difficult times, to say the least. You can be feel great one day, and then the next, you wake up, and you're fearing for your life. Or yeah, your mom gets that cough, and, and, and suddenly that fight or flight response just like digs deep into your soul. Uh, yeah, we, we hope everyone's doing well out there. Yeah, I mean, fuck. I did um, I did a podcast not too long ago with my uh, my guy Will Bowser. That's from, right. Uh, yeah. Quality Touch Studios. Yeah, coronavirus survivor. Everybody's listening to this. You check the podcast out. Go check it out. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's some real shit out here. Nights terrible. The fever is terrible. Yeah, and how they get it? Just everyday life. Nothing Every crazy. It ain't like they're out here partying on the beach in Florida. It's wild, dude. So Ooh. Von Miller, speedy recovery, please. Please. All right. All right, Jair. What you sipping on, man? What you drinking? Oh, I got a uh, look. I'm keeping it simple. Uh, I actually started with Top Shelf tonight, but I was like, I wasn't feeling it. I'm just I'm sipping on some Bacardi and some Club Soda. All right, judge me if y'all want. That's fine. I I, I just I needed something that gets the job done simple and easy. You sound like you I, you sound so defeated right now. I, I just needed a Mark Ingram. Just give me just give me the first down. See that's see, right. see, that's right. You like you like you like boring, plain, and doesn't win championships. Wow. Well, has McCaffrey won a championship? <laughs> oh, I no. Need, yeah. He got stopped at the one three times this season. Hey, that, that, Bucks, that, that Bucks defense was good. <laughs> yeah. I'm Angry um, Bay defense that got exposed. Kyle Allen Kyle, Kyle was his quarterback. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> look, let me put, put you like this. This is what I'm drinking on. <laughs> switch the subject real quick. Yeah, on yeah, that. exactly, exactly. This is what this, this is what I'm drinking on right now. Now, you right, know, yeah, on. Yeah, I know, I know. Recently, I've been about the seltzers. I've been promoting yes. a, a lifestyle. You know, while while you know, you know, altering your your mindset. 
but at the same time watching your mid your mid your mid set. So if I could if I could say that. Tonight I'm drinking something different. I okay. got a little, I got a little mixed drink here. It's called uh, a Zante Crush. Mm-hmm. What is Zante? Zante is a French liqueur. It's um thirty eight percent, forty percent, I wanna say. So Ooh. eighty proof. There it is. It's like a whole regular side of liquor. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, I got the ingredients for uh, Zante Crush. You can just type it in Google. Nothing crazy. Doesn't matter what website you go to, but here are the ingredients for it. It is a uh, one to one uh, half ounce cognac, uh, the Zante. Uh, one ounce uh, lime juice. One yeah. pear, well, one one pear peeled. One tablespoon of sugar. Hey. Lemon lime soda, like Sprite, Seven Up, Sierra Mist, and the glass highball. Now, as I sip on this thing, I got my. I, I went a little more liberal on the pear, so I have pear slices in here. Um, I did add the sugar in there too as well. Uh, ice, crushed ice, uh, mix oh, it all yeah. together. Yep. Uh, yeah. Got, got Sprite yesterday. I had a uh, Sierra Mist with it. I think Sprite hits a little bit better, but everybody's taste buds is different, so that's that. Now I'm gonna sit here and take a sip real quick on the podcast, like I haven't drank this at all. But yeah, please go on. Yeah. Uh, you talked about calorie consumption. I have. Right? We're weird. Uh, a lot of people that I know. <laughs> uh, they're not just drinking every uh, Friday afternoon. Yes, um, yes, yeah. Diet 7-Up, uh, if you're talking best bang for your buck in terms of calorie consumption and everything, uh, I mean, it's the closest you'll get to like a Sprite or a regular 7-Up. Obviously, I think most people here would prefer Sprite, but, I mean, a can of Sprite is, what, 140 calories and like 41 grams of sugar? Yes. Let me ask you something. How oh. many of these are you having in one night? Are you just having one? Uh, just like, like two, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, th- nothing, nothing crazy. Because it's, it's some things you put in here. Like, this is something you just want to keep making over and over again if you, right. you know, care about blood but, sugar uh, and living and diabetes, you know. So just throwing it out there. You know, those, <laughs> so those if things. you're having, like, two and you're using two cans of Sprite, you're probably not using two whole cans, but you get it. Nah, you four, I, mean? I take four shots. Like four shots of Sprite. You can save, like, calories on Diet 7 Up. That's true. That's true. You can I got four shots of Sprite in here. I just poured into the shot, gla- shot glass hey. and just poured from there. Vegas, Vegas. Uh, huge fan of your fresh fruit. Fresh fruit is criminally underrated. We'll get to that more as we talk about what are we drinking. Especially the summer months are coming up, so this oh is really God. the time yes. for these mixed drinks and beverages and some of that stuff. So Get the fruit. Just pour some vodka in it. Keep it in the refrigerator <sighs> yeah. and just eat the fruit. Yeah. Huge fan of fresh fruit. Absolutely. So uh, as I take a sip. Hey, real quick. You brought up lime God juice? God damn. Yes. My bad. I'm You're sorry. good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about drinking? I got excited, like a, like like my dog. Every time I put on shoes, she's expecting to walk because I don't go nowhere else anymore. Hey, uh, if you could use a fresh lime juice, like you like cut your own lime and squeeze it yourself. Oh, Ooh. listen to me. Looks oh, a little bit more work. I get it, but uh, it's significantly better than just the store bought lime juice, which gets the job done. All right, but if you cut it that lime yourself and squeeze, oh yeah. Yeah. I will always take the fresh cut lime over the lime juice. Every time. And you know what? I'll probably do this with this right here. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, also, I uh, hit a heavy bag, too, as well. Do about eight rounds, three minutes, up and up from there. So, I can afford mm. the uh, the finer things in life as this uh, Zante Crush. Now, hey, hey. please bear with me. Or do you have anything you want to interrupt me with before I take this sip? <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to put the whole audience on game, man. Or maybe the audience could put me on game. Oh, God damn, that's good. Yeah. Does it taste like Christian McCaffrey getting tackled at the one? It tastes like Christian McCaffrey going over 1,000 yards passing, receiving, and 1,000 yards rushing. That's that's phenomenal. 
and that's how phenomenal that drink is. All right. Without Bye. further ado, give me a quick second. <laughs> Hold on. Put a sneeze coming on. It's a very hot podcast. Yes, yeah, it is. Pollen season, everybody. That's what, that's what I'm sneezing for. Allergies, goddammit. All right, Jaya, would you please introduce the podcast? <laughs> Uh, yes. So we're doing this. Uh, we're doing this really cool thing. We're doing. We're we're scouting these prospects ourselves, and uh, we're gonna divide this into position groups. We're gonna we're gonna use the good kid, the good kid, Man City, the good music rollout huh. when they had the Push It T release, Daytona album of the motherfucking year. My dad, uh, the Tiana Taylor, uh, and we won't talk about the Kanye Nas joints, but. We're going to give you quick, easy, digestible per each position. And this is what we study with our own eyes, which is really interesting and brought up a lot of different things than what I've been hearing in the national media. Yeah, I like doing my own homework. I like watching highlights. Uh, I feel like I've watched enough uh, players at this point where I could at least you know, give at least a comparison where I think there's their ceiling and their floor can be. So for me, I have a I have everything that you have too. I have a ceiling and a floor for each player. So uh, it was interesting doing this, uh, Rick, because you 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 go through the mock drafts because there's nothing better else to do, right? <laughs> yeah. You see the player yeah. slotted, and you go, okay. You, you kind of get this general idea of what the national media, but sometimes that becomes a mob with a mob's mentality. And hey. you, you start to confine with that because you're like, everybody else is thinking this, so this has to be right. But then you put your own eyes on some of these players and these tapes. And you're like, oh, I see something different. And that's, that's something that's really interesting. And I hope to be able to provide a different, unique uh, pitch to than what you've been hearing on national media over and over and over again. Yeah, same here. I like to break myself free of the chains and um, just go in with what I see. If I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, you'll, hear, you'll never hear the end of it. If I'm wrong, I'll apologize and we'll move on from there. But I will at least admit that I was wrong. I'm not going to be Mel Kuyper with years of you know, just being wrong and just you know go on. And oh yeah, I, knew, I knew Mahomes was going to be the best player out there. And everybody didn't know who the fuck Mahomes was coming out. He did call Matthew Stafford when he was like in high school. How many playoffs games have as Matthew Stafford won? Oh, now you want to bring up playoff games? <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. My guy's a running back. He's twenty three. Give him time. Yes. So is theoretic. You can get at one million dollars. Wow. That was. Oh my God. That was theoretic. Was good, sir. You know would you, sir, would you please give feelings. us? Would you please give us your first prospect so we can start this All podcast? Right. Officially. Listen. Well, let's start with the obvious. Please say it for a reason. Joe Burrow. As those who don't know, I'm an LSU fan. I've pretty much. I've seen. More throws from this man than probably 99% of you out there. Mm -hmm. So, we're, like I said, this is quick, easy, digestible. Wait, hold a second. second. Hold a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bad, I'm sorry. Bad, no, no, you're good. Yes. You're good. Uh, list your first three quarterbacks. I'll list mine, then please go from there. I apologize. Oh, that's sorry, bad. everybody. Sorry. I got Joe Burrow. I got Tua. Uh, Tua. I, I've been saying his name right, too. I've messed that up. <laughs> and I have uh, Jacob Eason. Cool. I got uh, Jalen Hurts. I got uh, Jordan Love Boat. And uh, Justin Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there it is. Please, right. without, without further ado. Yeah. Uh, Strengths, Joe Burrow. Vision and pre-snap reads are day one NFL elite ready traits. 
Eagle eye accuracy and accurately places the ball in tight spaces. Weakness. Lacks arm strength on deep shots. Player comp. We did this a little different. I just have what I think they're going to be. Uh, I don't have a ceiling floor. Uh, player I took, comp. I took a different route. Yeah, that, that, that's cool. You fork on the road and you went straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, player comp. Tony Romo with the clutch gene and an upgraded version of that. Ooh. Best scheme fit. That's not a knock, by the way. Uh, Tony Romo was somehow criminally overrated and underrated at the same time. I've never seen it in my life. Best schematic fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Spread vertical offense that thrives in option routes to work the middle of the field. Best team fit. It really doesn't matter who's going to Cincinnati, but I think it works because they stretch you vertically with speed and then they attack you horizontally in space. That's my Joe Burrow. Uh, NFL draft. I uh, I like Joe Burrow, man. I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. Um, was Ohio State transferred? Yes. Um, yes. LSU. That's probably. I mean, not even you being biased. I would call that the uh, the greatest college football team of all time. Would you? Uh, would you say the same? Uh, I would say it's the most accomplished statistically. I would still argue that Miami. Uh, a team that 2001 with Ray Lewis. Oh, yeah, well, Willis that McGahee. team right there. Oh, oh. Well, what was it? You said Willis McGahee. That was uh, 2001, right? Yes. Ray Lewis wasn't on that team. Oh, maybe it was Frank Gore. Uh, maybe I'm thinking Frank Gore, Miami. Maybe so. Well, no, Frank yeah. Gore, Willis McGahee. That was the same team. Well, maybe it was. Yeah. I'm that, pretty two, that 2001, that 2001 Hurricanes team was really good. Yeah. I know a lot of people say that team too as well. Uh, and then maybe one of the older teams, but uh, statistically, <laughs> yes. That's just – it's the most accomplished, that's for sure. Uh, Yes, this that team is amazing. Joe Burrow is the, uh, the leader of that squad. He's throwing dimes all over. The, oh, my God, he just tore everybody up. Everybody came across. College football playoff, it was – a dude's number one pick. Um, He's playing that Zach Taylor offense. Zach Taylor, uh, uh, understudy of Sean McVay. Sean McVay, understudy of Mike Shanahan. Mm-hmm. So it's all that, that tree right there just keeps expanding. Mm-hmm. And her, uh, yeah, Burrow's skill set and Zach Taylor's office. First of all, I'm not sold on Zach Taylor. I'm not either. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. I think Zach Taylor actually needs to like show some progress with Burrow this year, or his Agreed. job could be in. Actually, you know, no, his job won't be in jeopardy. He could have ten losing seasons, and you know what? They, they probably fire him, and then bring in Marvin Lewis again. That's probably going to happen in uh, Cincinnati. So, it's it's honestly, I feel bad he's going to Cincinnati, and I don't think he wants to go there either. They um. Let's get in the weeds a little bit, I guess. Huh. With uh, the the scheme fit, uh, one of the so when you think about what the Rams did when when they had Brandon Cooks, uh, that's where we're missing the Brandon Cooks trade. Uh, when they had Brandon Cooks, uh, Robert Woods and and uh, Cooper Cup. It's pretty simple. All they would do really is they would use Brandon Cooks as the deep receiver, and they would pretty much force the team to create that safety help, which would create which makes the quarterback read that safety and then work the underneath routes with Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. That's, that's, their, that's their DNA and blueprint. That's really what a lot of LSU did, too. It's a lot of put, put, somebody, put Jamar Chase out deep, by the way, number, that, one, pro, number one receiver prospect next year. That Joe, that put, Joe Brady system. Yeah, put Jamar Chase. Yes, exactly. Put Jamar Chase out deep and then let uh, Justin Jefferson work the middle. And, and just slice you to death. So either you're going to give me the big play or I'm going to kill you with a thousand cuts. 
So schematically, it, it should work, but I'm not sold on their coach, unfortunately. Schematically, it should work. Uh, and uh, playing against the Ravens, the Steelers, and uh, oh. I mean even the Browns. I mean they they'll be they'll be better next year. Dude, this team's gonna be terrible. They have an uh, old AJ Green. Shout out to AJ Green though, but the injuries yeah, are part of him. It's it's sad to see. Yeah, his body has failed him at this point. Yeah. Um, Joe Mixon, I like Joe Mixon, but I, like I don't like his offensive line. I don't like his offensive line. No, not at all. Yeah, I just they, like, they're gonna need to fix that old line for sure. <laughs> I just, oh my god. Um. I, I don't know. I feel, I feel for Burrow. He's going to be starting day one. They still got Andy Andy Dalton there, too, as well, which they need to probably move on from. You would think he'd be worth some trade value. Somewhere. Like Fifth-round pick or something. Dude, yeah. Andy Dalton to uh, the Jaguars? Jay Gruden's there. Yeah, that makes sense. Man. At least as a backup, right? He's, he can be a high-quality backup. Or compete with Gardner Minshew or win the job down there. I think they like Minshew. Yeah, but they, either way, they need to get Dalton out of, out of there. It needs That's to be... True. These be Burrow's team from day one, not the old guy still here, and we got Burrow here too as well. Like this right, be a right, clear, right, right. there's got to be a cut. So I don't know. But they got a, uh, they got some nice receivers. They got AJ Green. They got a, uh, uh, who's that other receiver opposite? Tyler Boyd. Is that it? I like Boyd. I like Boyd a Boyd lot. He's nice. He's a nice number they two. Got, they got uh, the other dude, Erickson. Erickson. Yeah, uh, a little slot receiver. He ain't, he ain't uh, bad. He's quick. John Ross was never. John Ross. He started off last year really good, and then he just, he did. Yeah, if nothing else, it can be a a Ted again, maybe. Uh, like they got some weapons. They got some they weapons, got some but hey, this, Joe this, Mixon that you brought up. Yeah. yeah, I like Mixon, but let's see how it all works together. Let's just see. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right, my prospect, Jalen Hurts. Strengths. Whoa, yeah, you're not gonna go with Herbert first? Sorry. Uh, no. You want me go with Herbert first? No. Well, I got. I got Tua next. Actually, right? no, let's, let's go Herbert first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go Herbert because I got You're something. going deep in the bag. You're going the B-sides early. No, 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 no. Herbert is the B-sides. <clears throat> Justin Herbert. Strengths. Big arm. Throws well on the run. Weaknesses. Too Jekyll and Hyde. Inconsistent. Yeah. Bad instincts. Throws hospital balls. If everybody out there, hospital balls is when you get your receiver killed. He's throwing over, uh. you lobbed over the middle, and some safeties are just reading that. He's looking for that big hit right there that landed on Sports Center. Bam! Player comp ceiling. Now, someone's going to say I get a little bit um Now, just tell everybody out there, um, I'm going to get a little disrespectful here. <laughs> Player comp ceiling, Mr. Bisky. Player comp floor, Blaine Gabbert. Best schematic fit. A traditional offense with a strong running game, tight ends, and receiving backs. Because, you know, he doesn't really throw the ball very far. Uh, I read that uh, 24% of his passes last year were screens. 24% were screens. Coaches said doesn't have big faith in uh, old Justin Herbert. Uh, best team fit. To me, he is not a day one starter. Honestly, if you ask me, if when it comes to any day, he is a day three pick. Titans or 49ers are two teams oh. I say he should go to. But I think that as his career Oof. goes on, he'll be at least a solid to a mid-level backup. All right, let me uh, defend this man a little bit. <laughs> go ahead, please. I like that. I like that. I like the take, though. All right, first Thank of you. all, uh, four different offensive coordinators at Oregon each, each and every year. So different offenses. 
Right, right, right. Uh, the, the screens that you brought up is a byproduct of their offense, uh, offensive system. He can't throw that rock deep down the field. He has his arm talent is undeniable. Hey, big arm! I said it. Huge arm talent, right? Uh, and one of the really polarizing things about Justin Herbert is that depending what tape you watch, is you can fall in love with them. You can be like, that dude is not. That dude is off my board. Jekyll and Hyde. He is very Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, there are throws where you go, this is going to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Because there's, he he, there's not a throw he can't make with his talent, his natural talent. But I'm done defending him. And I agree with you. No, oh, thank agree, you. Please. I agree with you a lot. Oh. Here is a really – dang, you kind of – I like your analysis. Thank you. Did you know you. the average number from NFL scouts? He missed 18% of his throws from open receivers. 18%. That That's is absolutely awful. terrible. Oh, my God. That is absolutely atrocious. He doesn't read the field. He just can't read the field. He's excessively late throwing to a receiver, which leads to those hits that you talk about. Yep, 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 yep. He doesn't trust his own eyes, so he, he throws it. It's not even like... Like, oh man, that throw was just half a second late. Yeah, bad, it's like a whole instincts. like one Mississippi late, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh my player comp, honestly, because he's gonna give you false hope as a pros as a as a quarterback. Because Mr. Biscay. he can make some really exciting throws. I think it's Jameis Winston because oh, Jameis cool. Winston can really throw the rock sometimes. On a drive, he looks like a top five quarterback in the NFL. He looks like a franchise guy. Mm-hmm. He can go into uh, Los Angeles, right? Week three, week four. And just drop dime after dime after dime. And then the next week, throw four picks. And Inconsistent. Extremely inconsistent. That Jekyll and Hyde that you talk about. And it, this, Herbert's success is it's very stringent on where does he go. Because I do not want him. Do I trust Brian Flores to, to, to mold the quarterback? I don't know. Yeah, he's a, he's a second-year defensive coordinator, good defensive coach. Yeah, do I want to? Do I want Herbert with the? You know, like an ideal spot is like. I think Josh Rose is better than him right now. Ooh, you might not be wrong about that. Uh, I, then why, why I would think, even draft? I think Herbert? people have fallen in love with Justin Herbert. Uh, highlight tape, and you know your highlight tape. Your highlight tape is like a first date. It shows no flaws. <laughs> you know. Oh, of course, yeah. Your highlight tape is just like your best of your best. But the the tape doesn't lie. The tape does not lie. I don't like what I see, man. I'm with you. I do not like what I see. And he, for his sake, I really hope he goes to a really uh, offensive-driven coach that can bring the best out of him. 49ers. He needs to sit. I'm sorry? I say like 49ers. 49ers would work, yeah. Sit behind Garoppolo, rely on the run game, and actually hey. do minimal damage to us. Justin Herbert in that power zone, play action stretch. Bootlegs? Yeah. Go That's throw perfect. It, throw it on the run. Throw it on the run. Yeah, I could have been a scout, man. God damn. Dude, I'll tell you right now, like him, like. I think we are scouts. <laughs> I think we are. Like, honestly, like, I, I say it's, uh, his comp ceiling is Mr. Bisky, but even, even Mr. Bisky in the right office, I think, could do something. Like, if Mr. Bisky was in San Francisco, I mean, I think they may be in the Super Bowl at the same time. I don't think Garoppolo did anything that much more than Trubisky could have done that offense. 
which may say a lot about Shanahan and his offense and Garoppolo too as well. But I, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. Because how many Kyle Shanahan's out there are out there? It's not. It's not many. It's one. It's one Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, you know, I, I don't even know. I don't yeah. even know if I trust Sean McVay with the quarterback after seeing Jared Goff's uh, regression. You know, I do trust. I trust the uh, Tennessee Titans though. What they do with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, they put him in a really good uh, position to succeed. Yeah, and I, and I think they'd do the same thing with Justin Herbert if he was there. But I can see that. He, yeah, but he like I say, day three. When I say day three, I'm talking like a, a third or fourth round pick. Like the guy has talent, but it's just too he's he can't go out there and start. He can't be number six to the Chargers or number five to the Dolphins. That right there is, is pretty much you're drafting Blaine Gabbert. Like <laughs> you're drafting Christian Ponder, like a All quarterback right. like that. Like you're not getting. This is a bad pick. It's a bust. That's what you're getting. The dude's going to bust if you draft in the first round. Yeah, it's really dependent where he goes. Let me ask you this. Uh, let, let, let's, for the Justin Herbert fans out there, uh, and let me be, uh, full disclosure, I was a big Herbert guy until I put on the tape two weeks ago. I know. Like, we talked about this. This dude can do it all. And then I'm like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold Red up. flags all over hey. the place. You know? Uh, what if what if Herbert does go to a nice scheme, a nice coach? What, what is his ceiling if everything turns out beautifully? Uh, if everything turns out beautifully, uh, give me a 2019 uh, Ryan Tannehill. That low? Dude, this dude's not going to be like a, a top five quarterback at, at any point in this league. I, I just don't see it. Either way, he's still going to throw the back-breaking interception. Maybe I'll give you Kirk Cousins. I don't know. I, I just don't I just don't see it. And not to mention like the tape, like this is really some hard things to coach him out of. Like this isn't yeah. like Yeah, it was this one play that uh, who were they playing against? It was um God, let's say it was it was a Colorado. It was somebody, I forget. Um Justin Herbert's back to pass. It's a third and sixteen. You get three wide receivers lined up on the right side. Um, the two inside receivers they run pretty much go routes. The uh the third route the receiver always on the outside he runs a um he runs a uh like a fifteen and in like a like a, like kind of like a seam route. So uh-huh. things that so you know pretty much like this West Coast type system right here you got you know players cutting across so somebody's gonna be open that seam guy's gonna be open. So the dude was open, and then Herbert do bad instincts just. Took the ball and started running. And you look at the field, the dude's wide open. He just runs for like a five-yard gain, and it's fourth and 11 from there. Like, I'm like, I'm looking at it like, oh, my God. Like, you can, bad instincts. Like, a bad play is one thing. You know what I mean? Everybody has bad plays. But you have bad instincts and we, with his hospital balls, uh, his placement of the ball, too, as well. He, it's, it's, this man's timing is not good. And in some games, it's amazing. But I mean, it's not something I can risk my franchise on. Which of you, which one is going to show up today? I can't do it. I need a veteran in front of him. I need him to get some practice reps, you know, training camp. Um, and I pray I don't have to start him at all his rookie year. Yeah, this has got to be under like a Sean Payton, Kyle Shanahan kind of coordinator. Yeah, he's got to be somebody you. like an offensive genius. Yes. You can't be with Zach Taylor. Kind of. The comparison's really easy, but it really does kind of remind me of Marcus Mariota. I, um, talent, galore, yeah. 
uh, a modern day Jake Plummer, if y'all remember Jake Plummer. I like Jake the Snake. Jake Plummer was good. He was nice. I like Jake Plummer. Jake Plummer was like a quarterback's quarterback, you know? It's true. Yeah. Do get his head taken off running for the goal line, but yeah, I like Jake Plummer. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for Justin Herbert, you know? If, I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, and for I the record, you. I don't wish failure for any of these young men no, going not to NFL. At all. I don't. But um, I just got to say what my eyes are saying. At the same time, I hope they all succeed and get paid. So, Jaya, please. All right. Tua. Strengths. Natural, rip it, aggressive quarterback mentality. Uh. Ball flies out of his hand. Quick release. Throw the receiver open accuracy. Weakness. Over relies on athleticism that forces unnecessary hits. That is the number one weakness. A lot of people aren't paying attention to that. Troy Mosin has some wasted movement at the bottom of the form. He, he, that ball needs to come a little higher. That's a nitpick. Player comp. Steve Young. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, right? Ooh. Wait. In a modern-day Steve Young, best scheme fit. A vertical West Coast offense. Excuse me. A vertical threat West Coast hybrid offense. Gets the ball out of his hands and allows his natural arm talent to thrive. Best team fit. I kind of, I kind of already went here, but I don't trust Miami or the Chargers to really groom this quarterback. What about Carolina? They got Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, but you know, Teddy, Teddy is a uh, bridge quarterback. He's, he's not, he's not bringing oh. you to the promised land. Wow, you use his name. They got PJ Walker for the XFL. Okay, uh, Carolina Panthers. Wow, that is that was so disrespectful to PJ Walker. But please go on. I'm not going to get into this right now with you. That's it. That's where it ends. The Carolina Panthers? Really? The Carolina Panthers. Joe Brady, a vertical threat West Coast offense. It's a perfect fit. Absolutely perfect. Can we talk about his uh, injury now? They're not drafting the damn quarterback. Please talk. They might. Listen, I think they can get out of that third year of that contract, too. You know, it's not a three-year contract. It it sounds three years, but I'm pretty sure it's an opt-out. It's one one of those NFL contracts. Yeah. So let him sit. Let him get healthy for a year. I can see it. Uh, here's the thing. There's I have been a huge tuba critic on this podcast. You have huge. After always told you you were wrong. Huge. You have. <laughs> you really have. Mm-hmm. And then I realized there was there's a huge disconnect between what the average fan expects and what NFL scouts expect. The average fan expects expects Russell Wilson. Deshaun Watson 2.0. They expect that super, super extreme athletic quarterback that is a great dual threat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The reality is, from NFL scouts, is he doesn't have that level of of athleticism. He's much closer to a Carson Wentz than he is a Deshaun Watson. That's not a knock. It's not. It's just a reality. If you go back to when he got hurt, right, he, he can't outrun two SEC defenders coming at him. He keeps trying to roll back, roll back, roll back. What happens? Lands on the hip. And so that he relies too much on it. He's really not that athletic. He's closer to Carson Wentz, who, by the way, tries to always make the big play. And what happens to Carson Wentz? He gets injured because of it, because you take hits when that happens, right? Even Deshaun Watson has suffered from injuries because of this. Tua is at his best. He's in the pocket. He's making quick, quick reads, and that ball is flying. His, his natural arm talent is undeniable. 
Let's remember we were first introduced to uh, Tua. Yes. Uh, it was a uh, a game against Georgia. I think it was uh, oh the national championship. Yep. And uh, Jalen Hurts is struggling. Yep. So what's yep, Nick Saban yep, yep. do? What's Nick Saban do? Yep. Honestly, one of the uh, the most the, one of the boldest moves in sports, really, one of the boldest yep. moves of all time, was to bench your quarterback, who everybody knew, take him off the game, and put in who Tua. Everybody's like, who, who the fuck is this guy? And the man goes up there and balls and wins you a goddamn championship. Fernando Legend was born. I watched that game. I love I loved that game. Oh, I love watching that game right there. Dude, since then, it's just been it's just been uphill. Um, the injury was definitely unfortunate with the hip. It sounds like he's going to recover, but I still think he needs a year off. Yeah. You are right about sitting behind a quarterback. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater with the uh, – the, um, with the Panthers. I'm going to give you another team, though. Mm. The New Orleans Saints. Okay. Why don't the Saints trade up? Uh, their number three pick is available. You heard today the Lions are looking to move that pick. Mm-hmm. Why don't the Saints trade up, draft Tua, and you know for damn sure Tua ain't going to be starting at all this year with Drew Brees there. And it takes some Hill coming in doing his Taysom Hill things. Tua can get healthy. Tua can learn the offense, and he's no threat to Drew Brees. Even Drew Brees comes back the year after that. And the, the Saints' uh, legacy will continue forever at that point. The uh, Tua Sean Payton fit is just like uh, Oreos and milk. <laughs> it is just pristine. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, the Saints' offense has really changed the last two, three years. More of a dink and dunk kind of offense. Think back, like, uh, that 2019, team, you had like Devery Henderson and Robert Meacham. You had you had Jeremy Shockey. Right, 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 right. That that uh Marcus Colston. Reggie Push that really used a lot of speed, a lot of quick get the ball out of your hands. It had enough speed to attack you over the top, but really we like the intermediate route. Okay. And that intermediate route saves hits on the quarterback, too. You know. Uh so look, that's a perfect fit. I don't know if the Saints have the ammunition. Or if they're willing to pull that trigger, but the fit is excellent. I would love to see him in that offense. I would uh, cry tears of joy. Yeah, two in New Orleans would be. Oh, you being an LSU fan, Tua in a Saints care. in a Saints uniform. I don't care. It don't matter, bro. <laughs> you black and gold. You black and gold. It don't matter, man. You ask me, oh, would Cam in Carolina coming to New Orleans matter? <laughs> Hell no. Bring them. So as long as when players leave LSU, you don't really care about them at all. Then what is this? What, come on, man. We're talking NFL here. I'm just saying when players leave LSU, you don't really care, though. Yeah, I'm not backing to Marcus Russell. <laughs> <laughs> about his, uh, injury history, though, real quick. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because this is not just a hip, which makes this a lot easier. He's had the ankle injuries. He's had some other injuries. He's frail. Still has not started a full year in college football. He's frail. That's alarming. That's really, really alarming. So if I'm the New Orleans Saints, and maybe I love Tua. On film, but I'm gonna give up everything and then the bank. You know, it's a quarterback, and the Lions are make, the Lions are trying yeah. to trade, man. I understand that, but if I'm gonna give all that and then I still have huge question marks with the COVID nineteen and everything about medical history, that's a huge risk. Yeah, I, a huge... the Saints gave up. The Saints gave up a, a first rounder the year the year later for a defensive end. 
You tell me a quarterback y'all can't do that for? Okay, but yeah, that was two first round picks. Uh, you, uh, you're not going to be able to trade two first round picks to move up to number three. Oh, two first rounds, a second, and uh, yeah, it's going to take a lot. Yeah, it's going to take a lot from more. From twenty four to three, shit. Yeah, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. <laughs> Maybe two a slides though, because it might. Two ain't sliding. Listen, I don't think this becomes really LA. interesting. This draft becomes really, really interesting if neither Miami nor the Chargers take a quarterback, because then uh, seven through eleven don't need quarterbacks. It's just interesting, man. And today's we've seen quarterbacks slide who we didn't expect, time and time again. This is true. Yeah, seven uh, Falcons. Falcons. Falcons don't drive a quarterback. No, they wouldn't. Nah. The Jaguars. They would drive a quarterback. I, I think they're happy with Minshew. I, I doubt it. The Jets wouldn't. The Browns won't. Nope. Nope. I mean, ten and eleven. Uh, Twelve. Cleveland. Ten is Cleveland. Yeah, ten is Cleveland. Eleven is the Jets. Twelve. Raiders. That's interesting. Oh, if Tua were to fall to 12, he's he's going to Oakland. But I don't think he falls See, past L.A. But at that point, if uh, like Cleveland at 10 is a prime like trade-up spot. Oh, for sure. Or, easily. or the Jets at 11. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Redskins would, would take Tua at 2. Do you, do you you anticipate that? Or y'all just going to go with Chase Young? Nah, they drafted, um, they drafted Kyle. They, they traded for Kyle Allen, so I don't see that one right there. But no, no, Tua at the, uh, he's not. I don't think he's going to um, Detroit. Detroit's not going to pick him. So that's that. That's interesting, man. With with these medical concerns, I mean, look, Deshaun Watson went what 11? 12. 11. 11. Deshaun Watson yeah. went uh, twelve, and Mahomes 12. went ten. I want to say Mahomes went ten. Yeah. Yeah, trade up. Different drafts. Different drafts. Yeah, yeah. No, same draft, right? That's right. Same, same draft. draft. Same draft, yep. Yeah, excuse me, because of the Chicago Bears messing that up. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Brisky. All right, you ready? Yes. Prospect. Who I think it may be the most interesting man in the whole entire draft. Jordan Love, Bo. He is. I agree, by the way. Yeah. Strengths. Mm. Best when the play breaks down. Mm-hmm. Can make all the throws. Mm-hmm. Invents throws. Gunslinger. Mm. Weaknesses. Accuracy. Uh-huh. Unknown factors. Like, honestly, like, Utah State, we don't know a lot about this man over the years. Uh-huh. Forced throws when frustrated. Led to a lot of interceptions. That's true. 17 picks? Yep. Very little big games under his belt. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. So, I watched this foot. I watched this film. Let me say right here. Now, the, the throws he was making up there, I was like, man, this guy. <laughs> dude, the fade routes in the end zone, the the flicks down the field. Uh, this dude could make the slants. This dude could throw everything. Um, uh, Let's take that game against LSU that he played against. Did you watch that game? Of course. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Love, I thought, honestly, he, he did throw some picks. But I thought, like, for the first half of that game, he didn't play bad. Uh, one one pass he threw down the down the um uh, right down the middle to a tight end, which should have been a touchdown. The tight end just dropped it. The way he just dropped, you'd have you'd have walked into the end zone, or at least we got to the two yard line. The fact is that Jordan Love played with a very very bad Utah State team. He didn't have, really have a lot of talent around him at all, and that's why everybody's so conflicted with him. Is that they look at the films like, man, this guy's making all the throws, but. We we don't see what it would just look like if we had actually like legitimate talent around him. Like this could be something special. And one of the throws everybody's like everybody's of course yeah, you all heard it. Mahomes, Mahomes. He had this one throw where he was uh he was backing up. Um uh, 
he had a one read. He had threw off the back of his foot, jumped in the air, threw about 60 yards down the field, perfect dime to his fourth read on the progression. Like, honestly, like, that's some amazing shit right there. Like, he has intangibles you just can't fucking teach. But the problem is that, let's go back to the LSU game, when things start getting kind of tight, and yeah. he's just trying to make a play, gunslinger. Gunslinger's a good thing. Gunslinger's also it's a bad thing, too, as well. Yeah. He starts throwing, just throwing shit up. And 50, a lot of 50-50 balls, see what happens. Just trying to throw things out there, see what works. The dude has amnesia, though. I'll give him that. He'll go out there and throw, you, throw four picks one game, and then he'll leave you in a two-touchdown drive and win the, fucking fo- win the fucking football game. That's Jordan Love. That's what I'm seeing from this film. The guy can do. The guy can do. He, he can throw every every football on this on this on this field. There's nothing he can't throw. So I got two comparisons for him. Player comp ceiling. Brett Favre. Player comp floor. Alex Tanning. Who is Alex Tanning? Alex Tanning is a quarterback. I believe went to a Division three school, Mammoth. Mammoth. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry if I'm not. Uh, this school, <laughs> this quarterback, he uh, who's most he's best known for, a viral YouTube video, throwing trick shots. The dude would be like uh outside of his uh apartment, and a car would drive past. He would throw it, and it'd be a perfect dime, like like forty yards away. Then one one part of the video, he's like standing on um the pair of stairs. He's like, hey, watch this. I throw this football, uh, right in the, um in between the middle of the goalposts, like sixty yards away. Hit it. You, Alex Tanning has played with about eight NFL teams. Right now, he's currently with the uh, Giants. Uh, over like seven, like seven, eight years, something like that. He's been all over the league. That could be that. Now you see that this is a really high floor, a uh, really high ceiling, and a very, very low floor. The best Jordan Love could be, I see. Yeah, Brett Favre. I'll give him that. A lot of people saw it, see Mahomes in uh, love. I see some Mahomes too as well. But also his things I see. And that, one thing with Mahomes, when I saw his question, I was like, it's, it's kind of like Brett Favre a little bit. I think the Brett Favre comparison here at his, at, for love is a little bit higher just because, one, Mahomes don't throw picks. Brett Favre throw picks left and right. Brett Favre forced, forced things in the holes that it shouldn't be. But gunslinger, like I said. Or Jordan Love be known for a guy that can throw the football really pretty in certain situations. Alex Tanning. Best schematic fit. A spread offense with top-level pass-catching talent. I think that's where Jordan Love worked best at. Give him some real receivers to throw to. And that spread, out of that shotgun, I think he looked beautiful. Uh, best team fit. Okay, so this is, um, I got two I got two team fits here. One is, is kind of realistic. The other one's like, this will actually be really, really good for his long-term development. Best team fit. My guys getting a media hype with the Mahomes comparisons. There is no place better to put a possible budding star than the L.A. Chargers. Best fit for uh, Jordan Love himself. Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians. Oh, man. That is. Oh, shit. I didn't know I wanted that until you said it. God damn. That is excellent. Yeah, give him two years under Brady, and then Jordan Love's gonna come out of there, and he's gonna look like a goddamn monster. But the problem is though, 
I mean, how do you <laughs> Brady? You, you got forty-four year old Brady right now, forty-three year old Brady. Yeah, they you need to shut that old line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're gonna tackle. Yeah, but long-term development, Jordan Love with Arians, two years under Brady, and he comes out after that. Sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. Give me all that right there. But with the Mahomes comparisons, the hype he has around him, put him in L.A., put butts in seats right now. We'll see what the fuck happens. At least you have uh, Williams and uh, Allen to throw to and Hunter Henry and Eckler. So he has, like, people around him he can actually send the ball to. Right, so, right, right, right. That's what I got. I have another player comp. I'm interested. Uh, Dante Culpepper. Oh, that's interesting. Because I remember, I remember old Culpepper. Yeah, Minnesota Culpepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. prime Culpepper with Moss and Chris Carter. Mm-hmm. He was nice because uh, what you said when you were describing Jordan Love, he did sound like Brett Favre. Uh, in fact, I struggled to make a player comp because I thought that Mahomes was kind of lazy. It's just the latest thing. But right. when you were, when you were describing him, I was like Brett Favre, and then you watched Brett Favre. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, you know, Brett Favre is like probably that absolute ceiling. Would you agree? Like, oh yeah, like yeah, beyond but, ceiling. But I and think I, was, I think it's one of two ways though. I don't think it's like yeah, in between with him. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, he his ceiling and floor it, it makes it uh, dangerous. But uh, Dante Culpepper, amazing arm talent, right? Great, uh, good in the pocket, even better outside of it, hitting that third or fourth read. Exactly. And here's the difference between Herbert and Love. One, Love should slide in the draft because so I trust him to go to a New England, a New Orleans, a uh, maybe the Colts trade up to get back into the first round, right? I trust Possibly. that. Okay. Uh, number two, his instinct. I like his instinct. I like that under pressure, quick throw. What do you do? I, it's really hard to teach that. Yeah, the like bless you is said, coming. He can hit that fourth receiver uh, and just just throw Aaron Rodgers kind of bombs. Perfect dimes. Perfect. Just, just that State Farm commercial dropping dimes, dropping dimes. That's Dude, your that love. Can drop dimes. Uh, I agree that he was pressing a lot. Uh, especially that LSU game, but I mean, a lot. Some of those picks were just like 50-50 balls, and his receivers really let him down. Yeah, like that one in the end zone to uh, your guy. I think he's a freshman corner last year. Twenty-four, number twenty-four. Forget the yeah, name. That dude is nice. That he's gonna be a top corner coming up. Yeah, I didn't yeah. talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Love, he just threw it up, but his receiver didn't do anything to fight for the ball. Yeah, his uh, his talent, and not to mention he had a new co- head coach for his senior his uh, senior year. Yeah, I mean, uh, that all, that all, we take all that into consideration, too, as well. Absolutely. And so if, if you're getting him in the 20s, yeah, I like that. that that's great value. Oh, easily. You know? Easily. He could, he's, in the 20s, he's with a good organization, more than, more than likely. Exactly. And then he could sit and learn. Right. An amazing practice. And then next year after that, do some preseason games, some great highlights. And then the year after that, you know, maybe halfway through the season where the team's losing and have a bad year. Hey, fuck it. Bring in Jordan Love. He's ready. Let's see what he got. I see it. So that's it's, what I got uh, right there. I'm uh, I'm I'm excited to watch this man's career. Very excited. I'm ex- I'm very excited. I I do think it, it just like Herbert, it is critically dependent on where he goes. He he needs to go to because uh, he he does miss some uh, open receivers as well. Accuracy, accuracy, and we and I put a premium on accuracy. But like this, sixty-one percent completion rate in college. Yeah, it's not. I, I, oh, yeah, that's not good. That's it's not, not good. But he also played with his talent at Utah State wasn't the greatest. That's right. You know, so, Carson Wentz numbers wasn't that great at uh, North Dakota State. Yeah, neither was uh, Josh Allen. His his accuracy wasn't that great at uh, 
and I think at Wyoming, he was like 50, 56%, something like that. Yeah, I got a hot take about Josh Allen. This isn't the podcast for it, though. This is not, because I got someone to say to him as well, but <laughs> the guy's, uh, he's, he's done better than what I thought he was in his career. He's done better. That's, a, that's true. Yeah, I would say that. All right, that's it for Jordan Love, but Tampa Bay, if you could go to that Arians underbraided for two years, oh. dude. Oh, please, oh, please give me God. that. Yeah, that that is a that is such a good fit. That that is perfect, you know. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, what you got for me? Your your last uh, quarterback. Ooh, let me pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Uh, all right, here we go. Jacob Beeson. Okay. Huh. And uh, if you want to talk about putting it on film and what pops out to you. It's really, it's really interesting when you do this. Your, uh, your prospect is really beauty in the eye of the beholder. And you can, you can be a Justin Herbert fan and just look at the positives. You can do that. And you have a right to feel that way because there, there's evidence to support what you saw. And it can also flip the other way. I'm not going to lie to you, Ricky. Oh. I put on this tape. I fucking love this prospect. Ooh. I fucking love this prospect. Depending where he goes, the next time we record a pod about this guy, I might go all in. Okay. And as you, as we know on this podcast, once I go all in on a quarterback, I'm all in. Like even Sam Darnold. All right. This Strings. is true. Generational arm talent. Best natural thrower in the draft. I'll let that sit. Reads field coverage as well and places the ball with anticipation in tight zone spaces. Especially in the hashes, your opposite Justin Herbert. <laughs> here's, the, here's, the, here's the biggest disclaimer: accurate when feet are set. Weaknesses: over reliant on arm talent, which leads to poor fundamentals and errant throws. Only above average athleticism. Player comp: Byron Leftwich. Oh, I got one more. Huh. Kurt Warner. Ooh. Is that your, uh, your your ceiling floor? I think your ceiling is, is stupid high. I don't want to even get into it. it, it actually, I do. I, his <laughs> ceiling, there's not, there's, there is not a throw he can't make. There is not a throw he can't make. He is the, his arm talent is better than Tua in this draft. Okay. You I, don't talk- think, I don't think a Scott would disagree with that, actually. I'm going to let you his, finish. His, there's not a throw this man can't make. And depending where he goes, if you're talking late first, you're talking even a third, second, third. Listen, we've seen Jalen slide. There's a reason why he slid, which I'm sure you're going to get into. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if he gets into the right place, I'm all in. I am all the fuck in. Continue. That's it. I'll let you go. I know you got some thoughts. What happened early in his college, collegiate career? He got hurt. And what happened after that? Jake Fromm took over. Is Jake Fromm a better quarterback than Eason? No, not an NFL prospect. But Jake Fromm, I mean, SEC is the closest we have to the NFL, if you ask me. The SEC is the second best football league. I agree with uh, that. Yeah, yeah. It's the second best football league. I actually the SEC talent over uh, XFL talent, of course. Um, what? (laughs) How did he lose his job to uh, Jake Fromm? Even he was injured. Like, like he, the man, the man straight up transferred and left. Just like uh, Joe Burrow did. That also got hurt. 
Yeah, but Haskins was a Haskins was a talent. It's, it's from a um a NFL uh top yeah, level some, prospect. Some people have Jake Fromm day two round second round grade on him. And we're talking about you know college coaches don't look at an NFL perspective. They just look at uh, can you help me win more games? Can you help and me win time now? and time again, time and time again? Where they'll just go with the hot college hand. They say they say F it. Is Terrell Pryor really a great NFL prospect? Probably not. But who cares? We're not gonna we're not gonna uh, uh, strengthen his. NFL stock. No, we're just going to have him run the ball. Okay. All right. This, fair enough. Fair and enough. And so, listen, enough. he got hurt week one. It was the job. He won the job. Uh-huh. He got hurt. Jake Fromm took over and Jake Fromm transferred. And then here's the, here's the nice thing for you Joe Burrow didn't pop until his second year at LSU. This was only Jake Fromm's first at Washington. Can I get back to Jake, uh, Jacob Beeson? Yes. Um, I had to be a little critical right there because there's a little, just a little cleanup for everybody out there. A little cleanup. Yep. Usually when you have a, a big time quarterback like this, it transfers. You know, you want to ask a couple questions. You mm-hmm. want to, you just want to get where you're going at. Um, I'm telling you right now, if Jacob Easton ends up on the Patriots, Lord have mercy on the league, because this guy, I'm not saying he's been said coming to Brady, but goddamn if he gets in that offense. Shit's gonna work. I like this guy. I like Jacob Beeson. I'm not gonna. <laughs> wow, wow. This is not as expected. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I, I, I like, like the guy. Beeson, I like him in Georgia, dude. I'm t- when he first came to Georgia, I remember how happy Georgia fans were, t- were talking to me about, like, this man, straight out of high school, true freshman. We got him. We got him. Show me footage of him day one out there, um, at the signing day out there with the helmet, you know, uh, out there at the practice facility. Like, it was. It's unfortunate that he couldn't finish his career in Georgia. That's really hurt me about everything. With his uh, with his career, but the fact he's this man's gonna go in the league. Um, I think most likely would have got him like a like a day two prospect. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, if he could go to the Patriots, dude, that would be um, that would be an excellent excellent plan right there. For uh, for their uh, uh from continuing on from Brady, that'd be beautiful, dude. Um, yeah, his his arm talent. I mean, he's a he's a, your traditional quarterback, big quarterback, six six. Generate you said generational arm. Yeah. Yeah. Throw the football. Kurt Warner, yeah. Yeah, they make it throw the football. Kurt Warner. Love Kurt Warner. Love Kurt yeah. Warner. Yeah. Um, I, say, uh, I say the yeah. Patriots, a smart organization like that, and they'll put him in the right positions to make sure that he wins games one and he looks good doing it. Can we can we talk about how the pendulum swings in the NFL real quick when it comes to prospects? Because they love the new shiny thing. Right. And so value can swing just like a stock market one day it's it's this stock next day that's that it's a new stock and the new stock in the nfl is the flashy quarterback who can extend plays out the pocket right 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 right, right, right. become the russell wilson the deshaun watson the patrick mahomes of course right i feel like they're putting too much of a premium on that oh lamar jackson let's throw him in there too excuse me lamar jackson is it really too much of a premium i don't agree i, I disagree with you but what i'm saying is they're putting when you when you're drafting these guys, they're love they're falling in love with the Herbert value of that. That oh he can replicate that. But I still think <sighs> you can find great, great success with a quarterback who knows how to maneuver in the pocket. Yeah, let, uh, I've I've heard people compare Easton to Joe Flacco. No 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 no. Easton is not a statue. All yeah, right. Yeah, I'm saying I don't, I was to, I like Flacco. Yeah, Flacco couldn't move for shit. No, uh, Easton. <laughs> He, look, he's above average. He knows how to climb the pocket. He 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 should have that very Big Ben-esque, you know, Byron Leftwich-esque. And I really like what he can do. I think I think they're 
maybe they're not overvaluing the uh, ability to extend the play, but they're definitely undervaluing what Easton can bring to the table. Um, That's a better way to put it. Also, just a quick fact, another reason why he also transferred to Washington is that he's from Washington. So There you go. Yes, yeah, uh, just he was born in Washington at the very least. So there, there you got that. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of this guy, dude. I, I, I like, I like what I saw from his college tape. Um, I just, I just, it just needs to be the right situation. I think the Patriots are the best situation. I don't know what. Um, God damn, I'm trying to think of another team that could, that could really. I'm thinking like day one him starting. I think it's better than Herbert. Uh, just, just. I completely agree yeah, with just you. Throwing it out there. I completely agree. And yeah. I have him higher than Love. Actually, I have him number three. Eason, uh, you know, you know, you're not crazy for that. I think he's uh, a, lot, a lot of people would consider that blasphemous, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised he's not like a late. I, I know day two is what I've seen, but like a late first round, like why not? Why not pick him up and put it behind your quarterback? Don't yeah. in the building. Like I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, but if he's a day one starter, um, oh Pittsburgh would be another good spot for him too as well. Pittsburgh would be. Excellent. You yeah. talk about that cold weather. You need a rocket arm. Yeah, yeah. To, to throw in tight spaces. Uh, but yeah, that's an excellent spot. Yeah, pitcher could be good. Um, I think honestly, what if the Giants were to uh, draft him in the second round? The who? New York Giants. Gettleman is too stubborn. I agree with you though. I'm not a big. Oh, uh, get, yeah, fucking Gettleman's still there. Yeah, they're not really too forward thinking in that uh that yeah that organization, but. Honestly, like having him compete with the uh, Deng- with the uh, with a uh, yeah with uh, Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not a big Jacobs guy. Uh, yeah, I'm I not would. either. I'm not either. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm throw, throw him out there. But yeah, I think Easton's going to have a uh, he's going to be a very very solid pro dude. And he may have a career like Flacco, but is that really such a bad thing? He's not Flacco, but he no, I he's, think he's, he's yeah he's height Flacco, arm Flacco. Okay, whatever. But the man can move, and I think he's a winner too as well. Yeah, listen, he's one, he's willing to put his head down. Thirty-one. Yeah, yeah. I seen, I saw it. He's like he'll put his head down. Uh, I think he'll be better in the pros than he was at college. Sometimes, listen, I think his that's lack a, of fundamentals shit. comes down to like he was bored, <laughs> like he knew he was too good. You know, uh, that's a thing too as well. Sound. Yeah, it is. So, it's a thing. I, I, again, we'll see. We'll see where he goes. The obvious landing spot is once again New Orleans. I agree with you. It, anybody with Sean Payton is just salt. Oh, you just want all these young quarterbacks in New Orleans. Yeah, I felt, I felt like John Gruden actually <laughs> evaluating these guys. I I love all these guys. Oh my god! But uh, Easton, um, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens for his career. I will watch with great interest. Great um, interest. All right, last prospect. Yes. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jalen yeah. Hurts. The Alabama slash Oklahoma quarterback, probably one of the uh, most co- popular um, uh, college uh, athlete in the country. Is that a stretch? Heading so. into the season or throughout? Just throughout the season. Yeah, you want to put Burrow h- higher? Nah, Jalen Hurts had more time on station. All right. Strengths, leadership. Football player, it factor, dual threat, defensive nightmare, playmaker. Do you understand what those words mean right there? I want you to also understand what I'm not saying. Check the weaknesses. Mechanics. Long wind up and footwork issues. 
Struggle mightily versus NFL level defenders. Oh. Yeah, I saw that LSU versus Oklahoma game. It's it it recency bias, you may call it, but go look at this tape too as well. Go back and look at the tape. Look at that game against Georgia when he got yanked. Mm. Relies on the legs too much over the arm. Uh-huh. With that being said, now I want to introduce something to everybody here. You have a rich man's something. You have a poor man something. <laughs> I'm going to give you something a little bit different. Introducing here on Rick and Jay's Admissible Bias, the homeless man's. <laughs> That's right. Player comp ceiling. A homeless man's Dak Prescott. <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm laughing with you. That's hilarious. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a good one. Player comp floor. Tim Tebow. Oh. <laughs> Best schematic fit. An office built around his skill set, a la Baltimore Ravens. An organization that is willing to commit to him. Best team fit. It's a little bit different there. Needs a strong coach that believes in him. Patriots because of uh, Belichick's football acumen. The Chiefs because of Andy Reid's work with the quarterbacks. Year one recommendations. Needs to only play situational football and learn how to be an NFL quarterback. Yep. I like uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, I like his game. I like uh, I like his college game. But let's be honest, the Big 12 is like – it's like glorified high school football. Like it's just, <laughs> like it's, just it's like it's like a seven on seven drill. Like it's yeah. just yeah, yeah. Like him going him going there throwing the football all around. Like Baker Mayfield doing it. I'm like all right. I see I see the accuracy there. I'm like Carl Murray went out there and did it too as well. I'm like all right. I see the accuracy there too as well. But we know who Jalen Hurts was, and he went to Oklahoma and did the same shit. Now I'm like hold up. I'm like now that my um questioning really who you are. Now I'm trying to question who Baker Mayfield is and who Colin Murray is too at the same time. Talk about it. Baker Mayfield didn't have a very good second year. Let's just be thrown out there. Freddie Kitchens, throw the blame on him. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it was like the man didn't have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham to throw to out there. And I watched a lot of those Browns games. Um, it's a lot of times that Baker Mayfield didn't just see Odell Beckham. Alright, okay. Uh, Colin Murray, the jury's still out. Um, I know him and Cliff Kingsbury have had an affection for each other for years, it seems like. They're not defined together. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. What the, the jury said Alan Kyler. He's, uh, he's he's a gamer. He's had some games last year. It's like, wow, this this guy could ball. There's other games it's like, man, it's got a lot. He fucking sucks. But at the same time, he's a rookie NFL quarterback. Um, and towards the end of the season, he started playing a lot better, too, as well. So, we'll see how that transitions to, to his sophomore season. Well, that being said, Jalen Hurts went out there and did the same fucking shit that both of them did. <laughs> and we saw him at Alabama. And I was looking at him at Alabama like, this guy doesn't even belong anywhere near quarterback position. Dude, there, there was talks this man, they were talking about this man transferring to safety in the NFL. I mean, a safety before he went to Oklahoma. A safety. But, I mean, he's 6'2", 220. That would be a pretty decent-sized safety. But, God damn, really? A safety? And now, all of a sudden... We're talking about building offense around him. You know why, though? The Lamar Jackson effect. That's why I said here, an offense built around his skill set. If a team is willing to actually commit to Jalen Hurts, it can work. 
It can work, but it's going to take a whole lot of work. And it's going to take a lot of time. Like, this man needs to sit and relax for about a year, two years. And I say a year, two years, I'm really meaning two years. But he can still play in the meantime. He runs a 4-5. Put the football in this man's hands and let him get you a third and one. He's 6 He's bigger than a lot of running backs out here. He's bigger than my guy Christian McCaffrey. That third and one on the goal line that uh the Bucks or the Bucks stopped um uh, Christian McCaffrey, Jalen Hurst is converting that shit. He's not converting it by passing the ball on a fade route to the tight end. He's converting it by putting his head down and getting in the dirt and getting those inches. I like Jalen Hurst, the football player. That's what my strength said. My strength is saying anything about quarterbacking. All they were just football talent. The man belong the man deserves it. The man needs to have a helmet on his head. That's his professional life. Where? Hmm. H back. A little bit all over the field, I would say. Jalen Hurts, the uh, kick returner. Fuck it. Why not? Anywhere this man get the ball at, put Jalen Hurts there. Just be wary of this man throwing passes for you 25 to 30 times a game in year one and two. A homeless man's Dak Prescott. I have a hard disagreement here, and here's why. Jalen uh, hmm. Hurts' explosiveness, we talk about that that first step, maybe that jab step in basketball. It's slow. It is not an explosive, like, let me get up to my 4-5 speed fast. It is a slow buildup to get to that third gear. And zone, zone run scheme. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean. Let me just get a. Let me just get J.K. Dobbins in the second. I'll be more than happy. You know, <laughs> I, I just hard. And then I seen that LSU game. I cannot get out of my. There were so many throws where I went. Whoa. Oh, it Whoa. was bad. It dude. was bad. And and you had Lincoln Riley, and you had Ceedee Lamb, and you had a really good O line. Like it was built for you to succeed. And looking at that LSU game, and it wasn't just the LSU game. It was others. Ugh. And then, like you said, he's best with his, uh, his legs, not his arm. But I don't think his legs are – like, Lamar Jackson is the most athletic player on the field. Oh, uh, of course. Jalen Hurts is not even top ten. This is why I said um, – when I say his floor is being Tim Tebow, first of all, I feel like Tim Tebow could have played in his league under different circumstances. Don't I forget – that Sean Payton wanted Tim Tebow to be his Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill became his Taysom Hill. Hey, Tebow didn't want it. Tebow didn't love football enough. That's a problem. Jalen Hurts, on the other hand. That's a hot take. That ain't a hot take. It is what it is. I'll be a quarterback, nothing else. Everybody <laughs> tell you not a you quarterback. Ask. Go ahead. The dude, yeah. didn't love, the dude didn't love football enough, or he still be playing right now. I agree. But uh, Taysom Hill, that's a man that loves football. Jalen Hurts, that's a man that loves football. I believe in, you know, a situ- like I said, situational football. Third and one, you need yourself a yard. Throw Jalen Hurts in there, and he can get it for you. If it's third and thirteen, and you throw Jalen Hurts out there, it's not to throw a pass. Hopefully, the only time Jalen Hurts is out there on the third or thirteen, if it's like they're up forty-five to like twelve, and then he's just you know <laughs> running the offense at that point. You don't do not put this man out there year one. And I like first of all, I'm a Redskins fan, but I like Dak Prescott. I do. I think uh, Dak Prescott has impressed me. Uh, he's grown every single year. Uh, okay. I think, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think every year he's gotten better as a quarterback. Um, I'm not saying the man's going to be great. I'm not saying the man's going to be Hall of Fame level or anything like that. I'd say every year he's gotten better. 
He's a fourth-round pick that has improved every single year. That's what, as the facts, that's what I've seen. And people would, uh, it's, it's people that I respect that would agree with that too as well. Players have said the same thing. Um, being a homeless man's um, Dak Prescott, I don't think it's really such a bad thing either. I mean, it's not great, but it's serviceable. Like the, what, you can you can come in, you can be a backup, you can guide the team in some games. You know, running the ball twenty times a game, throwing about ten to fifteen, like Lamar Jackson's rookie year, and winning football that way. I tell you what, though, it'd be better than anything the um, the Steelers threw out last year as far as their um, uh, quarterbacks when uh, Big Ben went down. You're I'll not lying you, there. I, I I'll tell you that. For you. Huh? Uh, maybe more so. Maybe not ceiling or floor, but safe. I see him as a career backup. Yeah, and I do too. As well, but I see him more than that. He'll he'll get on the field. He won't just sit on the sidelines. No, he's he's a service backup. Uh, Colt McCoy. Big top quarterback, started for your Redskins. Yeah, he was not afraid to put his head down, get that first down. One of the greatest uh, better college with football legs. players. Yep. Yeah, yeah, go with it. Better with his legs, good enough with his uh, arm to win you some games. Yes, you know what? I do see that. You know what? Shit, is Colt McCoy a poor, a homeless man to uh, Dak Prescott? Uh, maybe more so a Doug Flutie. Mark Brunel? Uh, are they really that much different, though? Like, prime Mark Brunel was pretty decent, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, the style of play. Is there, is there, is there really oh, such a style of play? Nah, they're, they're, they're in the ballpark. Yeah. And the thing is, I didn't want to go with a comparison, like, uh, you know, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I always hate the comparison. It's like, there's a black guy, so we got to to another black guy. There's a white guy, yeah, so we compare him to this. Or even I did that several times in here, but sometimes I didn't, so take that. But. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but um, Colt McCoy will be um, – if he had a career like Colt McCoy, it will be more than Colt McCoy. Like Colt McCoy, the quarterback, mixed in with like more athleticism. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, because Colt, Colt McCoy's college career was amazing. Oh. Yeah. It was amazing. I think some would call him like the, the, one of the, 20th, uh, the 20, uh, top 20 greatest college players of all time. I've I can heard, see that argument. I've seen that thrown around. Yeah, so I can see that. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is uh, he's a. I mean, Jalen Hurts was a great college player, Heisman. I mean, that already solidifies you right there. What more do I have to say? Um, where do you see him getting drafted at? What round? So this is really. Uh, I've seen. I think uh, Daniel Jeremiah, who I love, has him in his top. 50 overall? <laughs> I thought that was way too high. That's too high. It's too rich for me. Uh, I love Daniel Jeremiah, though, so that made me like question myself. Uh, <laughs> probably third, fourth round. Uh, Pittsburgh would be, well, any really any team that needs a backup quarterback would work. Pittsburgh would be nice um, with uh, Roethlisberger and Tom in there. And yeah. then he could still peak a play his rookie year just like in like formations. Baltimore is a backup? Nah, they got they got, they got uh, my my guy McSorley up there. They okay. got Robert Griffin. They already got like they already got yeah, enough quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I know, but I mean, they, they, I mean, that's what they got. You know, Hertz would be um, he would add just another wrinkle. Imagine having him out there with uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. How about Seattle as a backup? You know, and I thought of um, him behind Russell Wilson too as well. Uh, I feel that he wouldn't get to play at all though there. Okay. Like he just wouldn't get any like 
Russell Wilson not coming off the field for Jalen Hurts. You know what I mean? Not but I can see Roethlisberger coming off the field for Jalen Hurts. I um I can see him with the Patriots playing too as well. With the Chiefs, I know Andy Reid will find a way to get him on the field with Patrick Mahomes. I can see that for sure. Yeah, because he had this motherfucker has uh, Travis Kelsey. Shout out to Travis Kelsey. Got him taking the ball off the shotgun formations and running up the middle. So That's yes, true. I could, yeah, I could see him there playing. But if he was with Pete Carroll up there, I could just see him just sitting the sidelines and. That's that. Maybe he'll get out there for a play or two, but it'll be you know why he's out there. Like at least with Reed, he's out there, and then you may not know why he's there. Like he could get, it, he could not. So that's that. But that's what I got. I got him going probably third, fourth, too, as well. The guy's a winner. The guy's a winner, man. He's a leader. He's a football player, and I like football players. And football players deserve to have a helmet on their head on somebody's sideline playing football. Uh, that depends when I say when you say winner because I've seen plenty of college quarterbacks who are winners that just can't not it, it just does not translate at all to the NFL level. But that's more I understand where you're coming from with uh with Hertz and his winning. Mm-hmm. So I I, uh, I agree with you in this situation. Oh well, thank you. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's six quarterbacks, man. Woo! Hey, where is uh real quick Easton on your board? Three or four? Uh, so I got um, I got Burrow one. Yep. I got uh, actually, if two was healthy, I have two and one. Just throwing out okay. there. But uh, oh, yeah. Burrow, Tua. Um, I'm gonna go Love and Eason. I feel like Love has way more upside than Eason does. Uh, I can see why. You, I can see that for sure. But Easton would be um I mean I like Easton. Easton's just a he's just a solid pick. I got Herbert somewhere down on the board. He's not You know what you know what uh, Easton reminds me of? Huh. Uh compare it to like uh, us as everyday fans. It's like fantasy football. You got that player who's projected to go in like the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, every mock draft you do. You go on every mock draft to get ready for <laughs> your fantasy football draft. This dude goes in like the fourth, fifth round, right? And that one guy takes him in the third. But instantly, you're like, that was a damn good pick. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, it may have been a reach, but fuck, he's going to pay off. That's going to pay off. Yeah. And the, the, re- the, the, the payoff of the reach is better than the risk. And as soon as Easton steps on to training camp day one and makes some of those throws, they're going to be like, whoa, this boy can play. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. Every draft, every quarterback in the first round, it's, it's always, there's always a bust somewhere. What it seems always. like. Yeah. And if Herbert gets drafted to the Dolphins or to the Chargers, it's just gonna be it's gonna be hell. And I think, uh, and I think it's gonna happen. Every every mock I see, every every source I've been reading on, that looks like it's gonna happen. So. Well, it's kind of interesting. Really quickly, uh, I agree. All, all the mocks have Herbert to a five six, right? But uh, a lot of people have been lately saying. The mock drafts this year are going to be different than what uh, team evaluations are. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah brought up a really good point. He said, you know, when you're doing these college pro days, you're running into other scouts. And a consensus and a consensus is formed within the scouts just talking to each other. You're not getting that because of the COVID-19. You're not, you're not having that face-to-face interaction. So I think you're going to get some wild uh Team evaluations Ooh. that are different than others. I didn't even think about that one right there. Yeah, I think it's a, interesting. That is an excellent point. Damn. Who knows what could happen? 
Who knows? That's why I'm not... I, I, we're going to see some slides. We're going to see some crazy stuff. We're going to see more... Remember Oakland, the Oakland draft last year? We were all like, yeah, what are y'all doing? Oh, Cle- uh, Cle- uh, Cleveland Farrell was like, where the <laughs> fuck did that come? This dude was like a where late round, first round what? pick. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of that. Yeah. Especially uh, a plug for our future uh, classes. The corner class, uh-huh. uh, outside of the top two, and the running back class is... It's it's all personal taste. The draft is uh what day's the draft? The twenty third. Yeah, I think so. I'll confirm that real quick. Yeah, I, I believe it's the twenty third. Uh, pull it up. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Twenty third, that Thursday. Interesting. Highly, highly interesting. I uh. And we're gonna be live. We could we could be live for the NFL draft if you want. Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, we could do a live live podcast. Yes, we'll, <laughs> we'll do, do that. it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live like we started. Hell yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we, yeah. I'm not I'm not doing anything. I don't think I'm doing anything right now. So yeah, let's do it if we can. Absolutely, down. All right, my friend. All right. All right, man. Well, uh, till then, till next time. Uh, yes. We'll go for it. We gotta do running backs next. Running backs. Absolutely. Then wide receivers, then defenders. I'm looking forward to defenders. That's gonna be a good one. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, all of these. Are, this is fun to do. This is really fun to evaluate. This is great. This is good right here. This this doesn't feel like homework. It just feels like. Uh, it just feels fun. The sports is what we do best. Music, yep. entertainment, pop culture. All right, let's sign off. All right. Till next time. Till later. <laughs>